Hey guys, welcome to the show. Sorry I'm having some issues because everybody in my family wants to hang out with me. So, hey Trey, how are you? Doing good, how about yourself? I'm awake, uh, mostly awake. Uh, and uh, my son is doing the number of war song for everybody. Um, okay, here we go. All right, hi guys. Um, this will hopefully give me enough time to get him onto Roblox. <laughs> uh trey everything going well today yeah i think so i uh worked some overtime at my job and just trying to get that money because i'm not going to get paid next week basically why is that i'm going to be out of town with Ooh. no vacation time so Ooh. sorry i still get off which is good but none of that is paid time that's a bummer yeah no likes, it's okay no one, no one likes to not get paid so um, come on. Okay. I'm mood right now. I'm mood right now. Oh no. All right, give me a beatbox, bud. Sorry. All right, let's get it. Okay, I can't do this. I'm trying to set up Roblox and still I can't confuse this. My son wants the Xbox controller on. I don't even know what I'm doing until the break of dawn. I get it overwhelmed, but anyways, well, what am I doing if I gotta make it down cell? And only if I can't pretend that I am something that I am. Only if I can't get it like a Superman plan. Only if I see what I'm doing. Only if I can't break and ruin everybody in the place to be. They want me to dance around in circles. I be. I'm supposed to share this, but it ain't gonna happen, bro. If I never see my whole little life, oh, I'm out of control. And in my mind, bro, did you know what I'm doing? I gotta go. Yo, now I'm out of control, man. You don't know what you wanted. I feel the plan. Take it to the monitor. Yeah. I know. Okay. Now I get it because I never see where I gotta go. Now I'm waiting for Five me. seconds. Five seconds and I got it. 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 Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, close to you, close to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say, close to you, close to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say, close to you, close to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say, close to you, close to you. Gang, gang, whole lot of gang. Sorry, guys. My wife is working all the all the overtimes, and uh... sorry, our guest is having connection issues. Um, Trey, um, I am having a good day. I'm awake, and um. My son was sick today. He had crazy snot everywhere. That's gross. Uh, yeah, it was pretty gross. Um, it didn't make me happy. And now he's closed the door. That's going to cause problems later. But uh, okay, we're not going to worry about that now. Um, hey, where's your uh, guest? He is trying to figure out. Uh, he's having problems with his connection. So he'll be available in a second. Um... Do you have any news to tell you, Trey? I oh, do you? Don't have any news. Oh, I played the new uh, chapter of Fortnite. Is it pretty good? Is it trashy? Is it? I, I like the idea of it, but I'm probably to. I think it's gonna get better as the things go because it's like medieval times, so it doesn't. It looks a lot boring or the the map. Um, the normal, and um, you know, it's just a bunch of castles, which are cool. Looks the castles are big, but it's just like hmm, okay. But uh, they're doing a lot of cool stuff with it, so I, I know something's gonna happen. Uh, I mean, I really liked the chrome part of last time, so that was fun, and now it's just a hammer. So, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I saw that Deku's in it and freaking the Hulk and um, Deku's in Meteoria. There Meteoria from uh, what should I call it? Um, he's trying to figure it out. And he's like, Jeremy, what's up, dude? Yep. Sorry, man. You had so many problems. That's totally my fault for not doing a test with you like last time. So, yeah, I don't know what happened, man. I, just, I don't have like Google Chrome or Firefox. You know, it's all from Apple and Safari and stuff. So yeah, I was What's like, well, I don't remember if we used the computer last time. I think you had to use your phone last time too. It's possible. I just put it on my phone right now and just like opened up all my camera and audio stuff. Yeah, but... luckily you look nice and sound fine. You, uh, when you get settled, you can just uh, sit your sit your phone the other way and it'll pop you full screen. Cool. So Sounds yeah, you sound, you sound fine. Okay. So, uh, it will happen at some point. Oh, or maybe not. Um, Trey, Trey. Sorry, guys, having a few issues. My end. Or maybe not. That's weird. I've seen that happen. Um, Trey, any thoughts here? Um, I mean, I don't know. What's what's the highlight of your week? No, no. Normally it flips and it's not flipping. Okay. Okay. All right, that's cool. No, 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 no. Now we can now hear we ourselves. Can hear ourselves. Okay. All right. That's probably as good as I'm going to get. For yeah. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is for some reason we can hear ourselves. We couldn't hear ourselves before. Trey, meet yourself just in case. Hello, hello, hello. Not me, man. All right. Yeah, I know. Um. Okay. Um, on the on the settings on your phone. Are you there, uh, CJ? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there you go. Oh, whatever. Um, yeah, CJ, I can hear myself talking to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, check the settings to make sure that the. The sorry guys, I apologize everybody. We we will be entertaining in a few minutes. We're having just some technical difficulties on my end, and I'm very sorry about that. Um, but yeah, on the settings on the phone, you see where you can right under our video, you'll see a little thing that says settings, and then you go audio, and then just put echo cancellation. All right, Trey, do you have a headline of the week? Oh, yeah, let's do the well, – first, we can do this. Ready, Trey? Here we go. Headline Headlines of the week. Yeah. All right. Um, I – How's that? Yes. That's great, man. Awesome. You are I'm good not getting paid for a whole week. You're not getting paid for a whole week. All right. Um, my headline is um, – uh, I no longer know how to make soup. All right, so what it is, it's when you flip it sideways. So just put it the other way, CJ. What's that? Just flip it the other way. When, 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 yeah, when your phone's... Oh. For some reason, when it goes into portrait mode, it yeah. messes up the speaker. So, oh, I know. Um... Slide down your phone and turn turn off your uh your lock. You have a um you have um uh you have portrait lock on right now on your phone. Okay. So undo the lock and then Is that better? Hello. I'm just gonna deal with it. I don't know. Hello, hello. <sighs> um Can you hear oh, me? Yeah. Sounds good. So, hey Trey, you talk. Check, check, mic one too. You still have echo. I'm gonna mute myself and you talk, Trey. Baby, check, mic one too. Check it, check. Talk louder. Talk louder. Talking louder. Right into the mic. Hello, hello. Okay. Yeah, no, we're good now. All right, guys. I apologize. Headline of the week. I no longer know how to make soup. 
Um, what is your headline of the week, CJ? Tell me something cool uh, that's happened to you. Just tell me a three-word or you know a sentence explanation quickly. Headline of the week. Um, I did more teasers for Sherlock Holmes this past week, and then oh. this week will be crowdfunding. Oh, so. nice. All right. Uh, sweet. All right, Trey. There you go. <clears throat> so next week, um. I'm not going to be getting paid for almost an entire week because I'm out of vacation and I'll be going out of town to Spokane, Washington, because one of my best friends is getting married. So I will not be getting paid because I don't have the vacation time to cover it, but I have time off. Uh, It's just the fact that I will not be getting paid for at least four days. Uh, I'm taking a half day, so at least I get paid for that. But I'm currently working a ton of overtime so that I can get paid. Um, (laughs) Man, that's awesome. Sorry, I've had had lots of sneezes lately. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, that's fun. Um, did you use all your big did you have vacation hours when you came and saw me when we did ACL? Yeah, oh, yeah, I used them all on me. I apologize. No, I mean, I I had two weeks of vacation. Oh, yeah, and then some. So, but I mean, I don't have three going into a brand new job halfway through the year. So, that's very Uh, cool, but anyway. I have four um, four weeks next year. So, you know, it's been a rough few months for my family. Everybody keeps getting sick. And this week, everybody got sick again, which I'm not excited about. And so now I have to make soup for everybody. And I'm forgetting, I've made um, like six different soups every day this week. And uh, there is a second where I almost forgot how to make chicken noodle soup. I was just like, how do I, What what do I do? Um, because I'm used to making like a tomato bra, tomato soup or pho or, um, or, you know, a tomato basil soup, uh, or, you know, just any, any of those things, but just to make a chicken and dumplings, I just forgot. I mean, chicken and noodles, uh, chicken and uh, forget it. Um, I can't, I can't even say chicken it. noodle soup. Uh, just to make that, I don't even remember how to do it. Cause I'm so used to making fancier things. Um, but that's okay. Everybody's happy. I think today I'm actually, I have like a chicken tortilla that I made or that I'm, that I'm heating up. I didn't make it. So, all right. So you, uh, here, I got a better headlines for you. You were teasing Sherlock's Holmes. Uh, it sounded cooler than it in my head than I think I thought that was pretty good. I mean, yeah, get it, get it. Like you were teasing, making fun of, uh, instead of movie teasing. I'll forget it. He's like, I'm focused on my craft, bro. Your (laughs) jokes. So what's your, so tell us about your, uh, all making all those teasers. Uh, yeah, man. I think, um, I think the thought process is just to create some of these small short films or teasers um, just to get momentum and excitement going for the feature. And uh, we start crowdfunding tomorrow, actually. And so it's really just, you know, to have this material just to keep the excitement going for the fans. Um, you know, it's an R-rated Sherlock Holmes film. And uh, it's going to be horror slash drama. It's going to be pretty, you know, deep and dark. And, you know, I think um, with the short film, like I said, it just brings excitement, mm-hmm. hopefully, and uh, kind of showcases what's, uh, to come right like what's coming you know in the near future so yeah, yeah and I, I watched that one and i wasn't i i understood that it was r-rated but there was a point where i wasn't sure if the lady was a lady or the lady was a dude um with the with the back shot and i was like wait what's what's happening here oh, and yeah. then i was like oh that's a lady and she's about to stab somebody um but uh i was like oh that's cool and i, I I think it's interesting because you're a filmmaker. So like for you, a trailer or teaser is a short film. And I'm like, it's just, it's just a, it looks like it's, uh, looks like you're just having too much fun putting that one together. Cause it, it, you just, uh, it looked more like a work of art than it was like a trade. Like it wasn't a trailer. It was just a really cool, um, art piece. And I thought that right. was really awesome. So, yeah, it's definitely not a trailer to the film. It really yeah. has nothing to do with the story of the film. Um, it does have something to do with a little bit of the Sherlock character, yeah. you know, the Sherlock Holmes, he's, you know, he's in his darkest moment. Basically he's out of his prime. He's older now. He's had heavy drugs and uh, alcohol abuse. And, um, and he's lost a lot of people in his life and he went through 
40 years of solving cases that had to deal with psychopaths and murderers and rapists and killers and all this stuff. And so we, I really want to showcase what that would be like if you really were Sherlock Holmes and you dealt with that on a daily basis. Yeah, and right. so what we showed in that little short film um, was sort of his nightmares and PTSD moments of what he has seen in the past and things to that nature, stuff that really had an effect on him. And there's a lot of little things in there, too, from the author uh, Conan Doyle. Um, we had the yellow mask in there, which is from one of his books. It's just like a little nod in the window. Uh, the two laughing brothers and the dead girl on the table. That's in one of his books. Um, so author Conan Doyle, he actually wrote a lot of dark stories. It's just Hollywood turned Sherlock more into the Disney character, unfortunately. So. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> and we're definitely going to talk more about that here in a little bit when we talk about your crowdfunding and just the movie in general and all kinds of other things. But uh, until that point, we are at your favorite part, CJ. I know it is. Hmm. It's time. It's time for a quiz. Yes. I hope that worked. All right. Nope. We're not doing this again. Okay. I just, I, I, uh, automatically. Moving on. So, uh, it's time for a quiz. Uh, it is against Jason and CJ. And, uh, this is a random facts of life quiz. I actually really like this one. Uh, you guys know the rules. Whoever gets the most points at the end wins the quiz. You guys will both get equal chance to answer the questions and we will run through this so we can talk more about movie making. So, um, CJ, since you are our guest, you get to go first. Who's the strongest bite force in the animal kingdom? Is it A, the hyena, B, the bull shark, C, the hippopotamus, or D, the crocodile? The strongest bite force? Correct. Oh. Um, hyena, bull shark, hippo, or crocodile? I think that's, I feel like that's a trick question. It's not. I promise. It's not? The answer's there. <laughs> uh, okay. I guess I'll go crocodile. Okay. Jason, same question. I'm going to go hippo. All right. It is the crocodile. Congratulations. Uh, nice. The Nile crocodile has a bite force that has been measured almost up to 5,000 PSI. The hyena is at 1,100. The bull shark is at 1,350. And the hippo is at 1,800. Yes, the hyena is stronger than a lion's bite force, which is buck wild. Um, I almost went hippo. That's where I thought it was a trick question. Well, right. No, the hippo has a massive jaw, um, but it almost triples. Uh, the crocodile's bite force trip more than triples a, a hippo's yeah. bite force. Um, all right, Jason, true or false? Eminem stands for Mars and Murray. True or false? True. Okay, CJ. Eminem stands for Mars and Murray. True or false? Eesh. I eat these all the time. I feel like I should know what this means. Um, I'm just going to say true, too, just in case that we're both wrong. I don't lose a point. <laughs> that is true. No, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's a good point. So it is true. It does stand for Mars and Murray. Forced Mars, son of the Mars Company founder, first spotted the British confection Smarties during uh, the Spanish Civil War and noticed this candy shell prevented the chocolate from melting. He teamed up with Bruce Murray, son of Hershey's chocolate president, and the company later trademarked the melt the melts in your mouth, not in your hand slogan. Nice. It stands for Mars and Murray. So anyway, CJ, next question. True or false? You can hear a blue whale's heartbeat for more than two miles away. Wow. What? Like underwater? Yep. Like wow. just normal here ears? Or are we doing like you like can radar. hear a blue whale's heartbeat for more than two miles away? <laughs> Uh, nice tree. I don't know, man. I'll say true. Okay, Jason, same question. Um, false. It's actually true. You can hear a blue whale's heartbeat for more than two miles away. Cool fun fact the world's largest animal's heart weighs about 400 pounds. Wow. So it's the size of a small piano. Uh, that's how big the heart is, and that's Buck Wild. So anyway, Jason, next question, and uh, which leads to our coup de gras question, and I, this is one of my favorite questions. The blank bird can mimic almost any sound it hears, including chainsaws. Is it A, the season bird, B, the whistle bird, C, the lyre bird, or D, the chaka bird? Liar, liar, bird. Okay. CJ, same question. Season, 
Whistle, Liar, or Chaka? I'll say Chaka. You said you said see the liar bird? Is that what I heard? Uh, I I said Chaka. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said liar bird. <laughs> I said liar bird, yeah. Oh, congrats, man. That's correct. There's something wrong with the audience. <laughs> uh no yeah so it is the lyre bird it's actually one of my favorite animals because it literally can mimic any sound it hears uh wildlife watchers have recorded the australian species copying not only other birds sounds but other animals like koalas and artificial sounds such as like such as car alarms and camera shutters wow it can sound like a chainsaw a laser beam camera shutters other animals Look this thing up on YouTube, folks. It's real, and it's buck wild. But, CJ, that puts you right ahead of Jason. You guys were kind of neck and neck. Jason had one point shy, but uh, you got the quiz correct. And that ends our quiz portion of the show. Jason, why is CJ on the show today? Well, when I talked to CJ and I asked him, hey, CJ, uh, what would we do for a better year? He said, put your money where your heart is. Um, Why, CJ? Do you need to put your money where your heart is? For a better year. Why I put my money where my heart is? Yes. Um, well, I think, you know, life is, uh, life is short, man. And I think you need to do what you love. And, you know, I love making films. That's where I put, you know, my money, basically. So... That's awesome. And I think that's important. As in the, when I was thinking about you, you know, you're starting to raise money for the new movie. Um, and, uh, and then I realized you have a full, you have a, you have a real, you have an actual job too, right? Or no. Do we have this conversation or any? Sure. I, I did about three years ago. Okay. And now you're um, doing this. Right? Now I just do filmmaking full time. Yeah. Which is amazing. It was like three years ago, you were like, you were working to pay for your films, and now you're getting your films paid for from other people helping you out. That's amazing. Yes, it's a little bit of a mix. I definitely put in some of my own funds, but um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crowdfunding assume, definitely helps. Do you, how does that work? Like, do you, like, when you're raising crowdfunding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you, like, paid through the back end of that, or do you get, like, do you get paid as the director for the film, or? Is it just kind of go? Sorry, I apologize. Yes. No, it's all good. Uh, when it comes to crowdfunding, I mean, there's really no rules behind it. And so, you know, if I'm if I generate fifty thousand, which that's our goal to start with for Sherlock, well, then you just divide it up where we need it. And so we're, we probably need at least thirty to forty thousand just for wardrobe and building sets alone. And then from there, if we continue to generate funds. Let's just say we get up to a hundred thousand dollars. Well, then you're able to actually uh, pay your cast and crew, which obviously I would love to do. Um, and you have like food and porta potties and all those things. You know, right. a lot of the uh, no budget, the low budget indie filmmakers. You know, we we live in a world where we definitely want to pay everyone for their time and their efforts and their talents. But a lot of times it becomes to be like a volunteer type effort just because the people love making film. They want to be a part of it. It's kind of like community theater, right? Um, none of them get paid. They do it because they right. love it. Um, so we do that too. And sometimes they get frowned upon by obviously some people in the industry. They think that you should only be asked to be on a film if you get paid to do so. And look, I would love to get paid also, man. I understand where they're coming from. Um, but if you're a newbie, when you're coming out of college, just to get that experience definitely goes a long way. So you don't show up to a film and uh, you're like, yeah, I'm the DP. Like, cool. Is this your first film? Yes, it is. And I'm paying you $20,000, but you really don't know what you're doing. Okay. Instead, I try to find people that are new, like students, interns, uh, to give them that opportunity. So when they're on my film, it's like they're getting an education um, for free. Basically, all they're doing is giving me their time, but we're making a great film, a great product. They're getting that experience. They're getting that that movie, that IMBD cred, the film festival selections. The movie will be out on platforms, you know, like Amazon Prime and uh, Tubi, all that stuff. And so, if that's one of their first films that they're a part of, then they're already in a great trajectory when it comes to making money in the industry. So that's kind of where I see it on my end. 
Uh, I'm definitely not against people that do not work in film unless they want to get paid. That's perfectly fine. Uh, but there's just some of us out there that can't do that. You know, it's like, well, I can sit here and try to make $100,000 for 20 years of my life and uh, not do anything to make a film. Or I can just go find people that are willing to make a film as volunteers and go on this journey with me. You know what I mean? Right. What What are, uh, speaking of like, be basically money involved what are some of the costs that came up that you did not foresee or that you had to sink a little bit more than you thought into uh sure i think um you know sherlock will be my fourth featured film um eyes of a roman was the one we talked about last time which yeah should, should be coming out within the next three or four weeks on amazon prime so once it comes out i'll let, definitely let you guys know yeah i'd um, love to watch you man that'd be cool yeah so for Eyes of a Roman, a lot of the, the money went into wardrobe um, and then upgrading the equipment. And so we needed a camera that could not only shoot in normal daylight, but really good in low lighting, you know, like at nighttime. But we also needed a camera that could shoot 240 frames per second uh, right. so we can get that slow-mo effect like you see in the movie 300. Um, and so we upgraded some of that on the equipment uh, side of things. And that's kind of where the money goes. And I think every film that I make and get money for, we continue to add better tools um, to make the films better, not only visually, but on the audio side as well. Um, and then a lot of that money, you know, also on the uh, post-production side, like just to get DCP formatting, which is what you need to get for theatrical release. Um, some of the film festivals have to have that. I mean, that normally starts around $800 and can, can go up to like $1,200 just to get that formatted for one copy. Wow. And then if you, wow. want, other, if you want other copies, you got to pay like another 100 or $200. So that can get expensive, obviously. Some of the film festival submissions are $50, $60 just to submit to one. And that can go all the way up to like $120 for some of these festivals. So it gets expensive pretty quick. And um, so unless you actually have a decent budget, uh, I would say between fifteen hundred thousand dollars to help pay for those some of those things, then a lot of it's going to come out of your pocket. You know, and for Eyes of a Roman, I had about thirty to thirty five thousand dollars that came out of my pocket alone that wow. I put towards the film. That wasn't through crowdfunding. That was all through me. And um, so, you know, that's the life of the filmmaker. You know, you, you bet on yourself and um, hope for the best. Uh, but in the end, right. you know, it's all about doing something that you love and giving other people opportunities where they may not have gotten opportunities elsewhere. You know, right. And as a uh, filmmaker, like for somebody who's coming into the industry, either as an actor or a filmmaker um, or anything involved with filmmaking, what would you say um, is some like pitfalls to avoid? Um, we definitely do. You need to do your due diligence. Um, I'm not against obviously working on films for just film cred and volunteer work. Cause that's what I asked for some of mine to do as well, but look up the director that you're going to be working with, you know, IMBD, you know, if they say they've done three or four films, they should be on that website and then they should, you should be able to see um, their skill level. Right. And so if they're saying, if they're making promises like, yeah, it's going to be like in South by Southwest and Sundance. Well, that's not a guarantee. You know, no one's ever just going to be like, yeah, it's going to be in there. It's like, well, you can submit to it. Doesn't mean you're going right. to make it. So look at their past. You know, if he did make Sundance on his last film, well, then, yeah, he would probably have another great chance to make big festival because he's already up on that tier. So things like that. Um, you can see who worked on the films on the IMBD page. So you can reach out to those actors. You can reach out to the crew members from their past projects email them, message them, and just ask them, like, hey, how was the environment on your set? How did a director treat you? You know, are there any things I should be concerned about? Or do you, um, did you like working for this person? Things like that. And um, so that's what I would, you know, if you're new, definitely do due diligence. If you're going to work on someone's project, look them up, research them. Um, and if you're making your own film, first time film director, uh, be wary of the uh, distribution companies. Um, they like to go after newbies and they promise you the world and they'll take your film. They'll take your rights. They'll make all the money and you'll get nothing. 
uh, it happens a lot, unfortunately, in the film world. And so I always tell new indie filmmakers to go through Film Hub. Um, film Hub is a safe platform, and you get 80% of whatever your film makes, and then Film Hub gets 20. And that's it. There, there's no middle person. You don't have to worry about getting scammed. And they'll submit it to like Amazon Prime and Tubi and Hulu and all these different streaming services around the world, depending on how good your movie is. Right. You know, if your movie's not that great, then you may you may only make Tubi, you know, because Tubi is like a free platform for a lot of people to watch. You know, if your movie's on the better end, they'll be on Amazon Prime and Hulu and Apple TV. And those are all services that uh, Film Hub offers. You know? So I would always tell them to go through Film Hub, man. <laughs> you know, be very, very careful of distribution companies. So you go, you go through the uh, credits of all of um, CJ's films, and you see uh, exclusive producer uh, Film Hub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm just playing. Uh, but no, that's uh, that's amazing. And I think, uh, yeah, as a musician, it's the same deal. I mean, here's the truth. Um, when it comes to business, it's always what's the cheapest amount of money that you can spend on something to make the uh, most profit. And it stinks that that happens in film. It happens in music all the time where somebody just takes your stuff and because you didn't do it right, it's just what it is. And um, the, Or dudes that sign deals where they're paying back all the money they make. They, they're, not even, they're not even getting that money. You know what I'm saying? They're just paying off loans that the record label's given them. And that's all they're ever doing. And um, it's crazy how that works. But it makes sense to say as a, as a person that uh, resells toys, right? Like, I would definitely want to find the toy at the cheapest possible so I can make as much money off of it. And uh, if you're selling your Transformer for $100, I'm not going to buy it. Uh, if you're selling it for 50 cents, yeah, I'm going to buy that bad boy. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, that's just the smart business sense that I think a lot most Americans have, they kind of understand that, right? It's like stocks and stuff. But I mean, there's just a fine line. You know, if a filmmaker spends two years of his life making this movie and then he gives it to a distribution company, they make all the money yep. and then they make you pay them for like new marketing material and all this stuff. I mean, it's just highway robbery. Oh yeah. No. And, and yeah, that, it is. Yeah. No, it's, I totally, I'm, the whole point of that is me agreeing with you because it's like it's so crazy how it works same idea with music it's like you recorded like a lot of indie guys now don't even do real deals or don't do distribution deals because they don't need them like they right. can just get on to cd baby or other spot i don't know why cd baby was the first one in my head anyways uh they get onto those sites that get it to all the different places and you don't need a you don't need a label unless you're doing a a really expensive record you know what i'm saying in general like it's you don't need that anymore but uh it's uh that's that's amazing uh that's great advice because it's like uh and i thought that was cool because it's like so many times i mean I, here's the truth i've when i was younger i was like a pathological liar so i was always like yo i'm a professional rapper i'm amazing and if anybody did their research they realized i didn't exist <laughs> and there wasn't the internet then right so it was like you couldn't really check but now, like, now it's always funny because now I say it and it's like, no, you can look up and see my last album and see that I'm still doing the podcast and things like that. Like, you can actually research me. And I always think it's funny when I ask people to be on the podcast, right? Because they're like, um, so does anybody actually, like, do you actually, is this your first episode? And I'm like, no, this is like episode 150. Um, right. And so you can go check them out. Nobody will, but it's the whole point of the the idea of it. So that's that's amazing. Um, I think some ever... I think some people will, man. I feel like our last last thing that we did, we had like four or five hundred people check it out. So yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. And uh, was it? Do you ever see yourself like? Do you see? Could you? Could uh, in a world where somehow? No, let me. No, 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 no. Say that oh. again. In a world. <laughs> where where Marvel has fell in love with your filmmaking and they where Marvel has fallen in love with your filmmaking. We want you to make a movie for us. Do you think you would even say yes to that? Uh I mean, I would definitely think about it. it it's interesting. Yeah, I think some people are like, of course I would. Like, what are you talking about, man? But like, yeah, but it's a lot different the world that that is and it's like well oh, then sure. you could you could still just do it for the money i was like yeah but 
once you get in that world, if if they know right away you're not the right fit, they'll just fire you, man. Like like they don't mess sure. around. And the studio heads at Marvel, they're they're pretty much like the directors, you know. Like the directors, unfortunately, a lot of them they're kind of like just the pawn that keeps the movie going. Um, not all of them, but it it definitely has some of that effect. I mean, shoot, man, look at like Zack Snyder with the DC and the Warner Brothers. Like yeah. it's Zack Snyder, and he had the hardest time fighting with Warner Brothers trying to get what he wanted, and um, that just shows you how tough it is that that other side. I feel like the only only people that they they might leave alone is Christopher Nolan and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> you know, it's like I feel like they're like the only directors. Like, yeah, you're good. Do whatever you want. You know, we'll, we'll leave you alone. But even then, in the beginning, you'll go back to Spielberg, man, with Jaws. Man, that was a horrible thing for Spielberg. Like, he was losing his mind. They almost fired him a couple of times. And then, of course, Jaws became, like, one of the biggest hits ever. Oh, yeah. And, and, but he was this close to not only getting fired, but also quitting. Like, he, he almost quit the movie a few times because he couldn't handle the stress. And the, they went over budget, you know. I don't remember how much it was, but a lot. And the robot kept breaking. And of course. So, I don't know, man. I um, I would probably lean towards still going for it, but mainly just to hopefully get a decent check. And then I can bring it back to my indie world because I am trying to create a really good home here in San Antonio for filmmakers. Um, with like a studio and we already have like 1600 acres of land that we film on and i really want to bring up the hill country um with filmmaking and so that's what i would really do so if i have to sacrifice myself for three or four years to go make a marvel film and get six or seven million dollars sure i guess i can sure. i guess i can try you know yeah. Um, well, well, it's like the Eternals, right? Like the lady that directed oh the Eternals, Lord. she well, see, and this is the reaction, right? But you, she is a prestige director. Like she's done movies that have won uh, Oscars, <laughs> and uh, but people like Trey here um, are like that movie was trash because <laughs> it dealt with the emotions of it. And to her, she probably was happy about it because it told That's fine, the, but <laughs> it told the emotions that she wanted to. But the problem is that the, the normal filmmaker might, uh, the normal film goer isn't looking for those nuances that make, uh, that can make a great director all the time. Um, and so the, there's that always that side of it too, right? The idea of like, you might get all the things you asked for, but it doesn't mean people are going to like it. Um, Not the huge side of it, man. Especially like Marvel and DC, that's all fan driven. And so if you don't give the fans right. what they want, yeah, you're going to go down in flames pretty quick. That's why and, DC's uh, thinking. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I would be one of those directors if I got picked up by Marvel or DC, preferably DC. I, I'm more of a DC guy. I would give the fans what they want. I would go back to the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, all the graphic novels, Jeff Loeb and like all these guys and really give them these these really fun Easter eggs. There's so many great stories in the DC world, you know, and um, that's kind of what I would do if I ever got asked. You know, it's like they, there's so many great stories. Like, what are you guys doing? Just go back to the material, man. There's so many. And um yeah, that's that's what I would do. So, so, so if Peter Gunn called you up today, you know he's a weird dude. He he likes weird stuff. He's he's uh, checked out your old horror movies. He's seen your uh, Peter uh, am Gunn. I, am I saying it wrong? What's his name then? James Gunn. James, James Gunn. Gunn. There it is. Sorry, Peter. I don't even know where Peter came from. James Gunn Peter. hit you up. Peter Quill. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Right, so say James Gunn seen some of your movies is like, yo, you can have any property in the DC universe. Which one are you picking? Uh, well, I mean, I, I love Batman, but he's been done so much. Oh, you yeah. Know, I, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Um, I don't know, man. You put me on the spot. You know, yeah, I think it's a hard think, one. Yeah, you know, because I'm I do like the Justice League characters probably the most out of all of them. You know, there's definitely some other characters that are more like C-list type characters that would be cool. 
uh, to play with, but I would probably bring them in as like, um, like supporting roles, you know, so but like, funny. like the, the, like the green lantern, man, like they messed that up pretty bad. And oh yeah. yeah, if I could see green, I could see Hal Jordan and John Stewart teaming up like lethal weapon style and That's going great. through the universe, you know, and then they could fight Sinestro and you could have the, like how, what we wanted basically, you know what I mean? And, um, Stuff no. like that. So uh, maybe maybe Green Lantern. My brother's a huge Green Lantern fan. He's got a tattoo of the Green Lantern core yes. and all this stuff. Yeah, like I've seen enough of your stuff where uh, I always I always pitch this to myself because I always want it to happen because it was just like a 10 series, uh, 10 book series. It's called Human Defense Corpse. And uh, what it, it's a move. It's don't a, ever say that ever again. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> don't ever say corpse. Oh, course. The P and S are silent. Oh, sorry. Human defense core. I apologize. Oh, gosh. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, anyways. What it so is... many people say it, and it's just like mind-numbingly. Uh. So what it is, CJ, it's about the team. They put together a military group to take care of supervillains. And on their first day, they all die. <laughs> so it's kind of like kind of like Suicide Squad a little bit, I guess. Yeah, no. So but... then wait. So they would be corpses. Well, that's the fun part. Yes. And so. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. But I never considered that until right now that you said that out loud. <laughs> but what happens is they, he finds out that they all got stuck. All of his guys got are dead, but in a different dimension. And so he has to figure out a way to get to the, the, the one guy that lives is like the boss is the, the commander. And he has to figure out a way to get to the other dimension. And it, but the cool part is they fight all these awesome, um, all these awesome DC villains and lose. And it's just a back. You just keep on learning about all their losses. Yeah. As yeah. The story goes. And so I imagine you'd have fun with the story like that, where it's like, yeah, you know, I think if I went more on the dark side than, um, Constantine, right, and, and sure. Dead Man, you know, and some of those like Swamp Things, and kind of get into that, you know, uh, their own little. Give them what the people want. Yeah. yeah, exactly, man. Like the Constantine would be a lot of fun. You know, that that would be something I would really have fun with. And uh, but yeah, I mean, there's yeah, DC would be fun, man. Like if they call me up for sure. You know, what's interesting is with James Gunn. You know, he did Peacemaker. You mean Peter Gunn? On, uh, yeah, on HBO, <laughs> which was pretty good. I don't know if y'all yeah. saw that or not, but I enjoyed awesome. it. It was pretty funny. It. And um, my composer on Eyes of a Roman, he wrote a song for that TV show on HBO. Was it the intro? That's all it needs to be. Is the intro. Wasn't the intro. No. Dang it. No. But my composer, he got picked up by Disney. I know. I saw that uh, the wow. movie that he did the music for, the Under Wraps 2, right? Yeah, he did yeah. the uh, that Mummy one. and. Yep. He does like three or four projects a week, apparently. But uh, that's amazing. So I won't be able to work with him anymore. I've been, mm. I've been they, sidelined. Disney got him. So. One thing I learned, and because of the way you do it is, is I've I've done that same thing my whole life, right? I found people that were young and wanted to do it and made it happen. But yeah, you only get them for one project if they're amazing, because then they they do bigger than you. Like one of the guys that did one of my music videos now runs a a very insanely popular YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? But he did my music video once um, for free. Yeah, yeah. And he did it for like his uh, his his dissertation for college, like one of my music videos. So it was pretty cool. But, well, I think what's what's interesting, yeah. um, just in life in general, I think um, you know people have their own journeys, their own paths, and sometimes we have people that come into our life just for a brief moment to help us get to our next, you know, level or path we're going on. And so I think with Antonio Gradanti, the composer. He, he helped me on three of my films, and I think that was just part of it. Now, we still, like, say hey every once in a while through Messenger. But, yeah, I don't see us ever working again, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's just because of where he is now, um, unless I got picked up by Disney. There you yeah. go. Uh, that's, you know, Trey, that's, but that's okay. One the, that's one of the best pause Happy. screens I've ever seen. Look how cool he looks in that. Oh, there it is. There we go. <laughs> you look, CJ, your yeah. screen paused, and you look dope. You were just like. Yeah, you know, that's what I do, baby. But no, I, uh, no, I'm, I'm really happy for him, man. And I know he'd, he'd be happy for me. And I think that's what happens in life. Sometimes people get, you know, upset or, or, or frustrated when people move on to different things. 
but I'm always happy for people, man, when they move on. Like if um, that's just part of it. And if I was a part of that journey for them to help them get to that level, that's enough for me, man. I'm happy for them. So uh, yeah, CJ, I already had that conversation with Trey. I was like, Trey, one day I'm gonna move on past this. This is an intervention, Trey. We really no, came on today to tell you. No, that, I, um, I had a conversation with Trey. It was like, Trey, one day you're gonna move past because I'm the old person here, right? One day he's gonna be more successful than me, and he's gonna move on, and and I'm fine with that. Like it's like that's the whole point of doing these things. Like if we didn't, if you didn't believe in somebody, you didn't believe in them just to be your lackey or just to work with you. You believed in them to do more than you ever could. And that's always important as a, as a mentor, as a person. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 20 years when Trey and I are old and Trey will invite me on. I'll be like, Hey, remember when we were talking back in the day and he'll be like, you know, Howard Stern and, and I'm all dead. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know you did now i do want to talk about the crowdfunding which we'll go back to right at the end of this but uh you did have the premiere for i i of the roman how did that go yeah it went great man i think we had probably around 320 people that purchased and um which is great and um the venue was super beautiful and it was amazing man it's just it's one of those moments that I've been striving for to have like an awesome venue to show your film that you worked so hard on, on a great screen, you know, beautiful sound system. Um, yeah, it was really great. Our Q and a tons of photos. And, um, the best part is the, uh, the audience enjoyed the, the movie, you know, and, um, they were pleasantly surprised. You know, I think with indie films, people get kind of like, Ooh, an indie film, you know, they kind of right. get nervous nervous about it but when they can walk out and they're like man that looked like a big budget film like how'd you guys do that that was awesome you know and we got a lot of great compliments the actors um the audio the cameramen uh everyone man everyone just had nothing but love to say which is great uh, we've had reviews coming in from that event on imbd i think the lowest one we've had so far is an eight out of ten that's amazing wow you know and uh so yeah i think it's it's beautiful stuff, man. It's kind of what we work for, and we're happy the audience enjoyed the film. And uh, it was a little nerve-wracking when you're sitting there, right? You're sitting there with the audience. Oh, for sure. And um, you're watching the film that you created, and, and it's, like, dead silent, right? Like, the whole time, it's just super quiet. I'm like, all right. But you kind of look around. Like, anyone on their phones or anything? No? So everyone's, like, tuned in. And as soon as it was over, man, you got the eruption and like the standing ovation and you go out there on the, the stage and they erupted again. So, man, it was beautiful. I don't know what else to say. It was a beautiful moment. Amazing. Um, it was hard. It was hard to talk, man. You know, I, uh, I can get emotional sometimes. So it was like, sure. I think I said maybe 10 words and that was about all I could say before I uh, got too emotional or I sounded like an idiot, you know, crying and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, did you love? Was uh, I, I, the Q and A stuff is always interesting? Did, were you loving that, or were you just terrified? Um, I don't mind doing Q and A because I want them to know and understand how hard it is to make a film and what the cast and crew went through. Yeah, you know, that's sort of our moment to let them know, like, yeah, man, they went through hell and back to make this movie. Uh, so I'm okay with it. Um, I do get a little nervous just doing anything. Like even sure. like doing this makes me a little nervous. That's why you can like see me like rub my hands a lot when I'm talking. Um, but some of our actors were pretty. Some of them are are a little stage fright where they say like maybe like one or two words. You know, it's like, and then I would have to jump in and elaborate a little bit more. You know, to help them out. But who was the talker? Who was the one that was like, I got this. Um, I think I did most of the talking, you know, the Q and A is actually out. So if people want to watch it. I think it's on YouTube and uh, so you can check out the Q and A if you want to, but you know, plug. we shared the mic around. Yeah. yeah. I want to make sure everyone had their time to talk and uh, tell their, tell the audience about their experience. I, I imagine less would be the dude that would be just like, yo, I'm amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> um, but uh yeah so all right so all right you're doing the crowdfunding for the movie um 
Uh, tell us all about it. Tell uh, this is your time to plug it. Tell people where to go. Uh, crowdfunding starts tomorrow, so please, 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 this is your time to tell everybody about crowdfunding for the new Sherlock Holmes Mar of the Night. Did I say that right? Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes Mayor of the Night. Yeah, Mayor. that's what See, it's called. I knew I See, yeah, it's Why all good. I pronounce anything. I don't know. It's all good. Yeah, so um, it'll be on my uh, Facebook page for sure, um, but it's going to be on Kickstarter. So you can go to Kickstarter, type in Sherlock Holmes, Mayor of the Night, or you can find the link on my Facebook page, um, Instagram, TikTok, you know, all that stuff. And um, we hope that the um, the audience will come out and uh, at least check it out. You know, a lot of times it's like, well, I can't really afford anything. That's okay. Just share it, you know, with your family and friends and colleagues, um, especially if they're a horror fan. Sorry about that. I see what happened there. Uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, great perks, man, on the show. I mean, on the Kickstarter. And some of the fun things that I like on the Kickstarter is that we have stuff where they can basically peel back the curtain and they can be with us while we're making this movie. So you would be on the Zoom calls while I'm talking to our cast and crew. You know, we would have live video of us, like me directing out there, and we're filming a scene where they can actually watch. And so they can actually watch us make the movie, and that's some of the perks that we have, uh, which I think is pretty cool. So That's amazing. Um, that'd be really cool. Uh, I said, uh, I love the idea that uh, you're doing this, or you're making it happen. That's amazing. Um, please go over to check out CJ Goodwin. Um, on Facebook, if you haven't already seen it, normally you can just press the tag button on my on the link for the show, and then if the moment it'll come out, I'll throw it in the comments tomorrow um, when we get that link up. I can uh, I can barely hear you now. I'm not sure what happened. Okay, um, I imagine it's your. Uh, e All right, so we click the video. Uh, Trey, can you hear me? Right, you can hear me, right? Yep. Yeah, it's it's uh, some other thing took over your 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 control hello <laughs> who knows man who knows all right it's okay so now we're gonna do the rap and uh we're gonna talk about everything we did here trey wrap it out up? uh it's time to do that rap right Is yeah are you ready right. yeah no no am i supposed uh, to give you like a topic or something yeah, yeah. sure 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 is that what we did last time? Yes. Can you hear us? I mean, barely, but uh, that's why I keep going like this. I don't know what happened. Somebody called me, and I think it kind of messed up our probably our yeah. stuff, but that's okay. Okay, so what do I need to give you? Just like one word or like a topic? What was it again? Um, just give me a few words or give me a topic. What do you want the song to be about? Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Phenomenal. In the dark days, uh, scary stuff. Uh, gotcha. Or right, anything else that you'd like me to add? I think that's it, man. I think Sherlock Holmes is enough. You got a lot of material there, so have fun with that. <laughs> I will do my best. And uh, uh, Trey, let's go. Yo, yo, yo! We got DJ Sound Effects, CJ Goodwin, and Scott the Psalmist on the mic. Let's kick. Okay, now I be We're talking about Sherlock Holmes back in the night B, Or the mar of the night Only if I can't say that these dreams is right It's been 40 years Dealing with the pain of his death And only if he can't break down And the rest he got it down With drugs straight taking his life out He know that sometimes he can do what he do about Now he's an old man With his old life With his haunting dreams every single day right He can't get it only if it never go what the heck do you do if you're always seeing blood, bro? Every day, and only if you can't be in the brain of a mass murderer to hate. Oh, I bet that would be jacked up, and I don't even know what I'm doing if I could sass up. Mm -mm -mm. Now it's only gone with the time, but I could try to beat it when I rock, when I rhyme. Everybody's sitting out in this day, like Sherlock Holmes in the mirror of the night. I ran away, but I feel the day. Now it's stuck in the time. You gotta sit back, cause you stuck on a rhyme, and now we get it gone if you never see the song. You gotta check your people before you see them all. Oh, so many.
many times, but now I gotta rhyme. I'm out of control and I'm wondering what I do not find. But now it's sometimes we can't trip it through. We got a bird tan, like these things is cool. It's so hard when your life come back at you. You can make it full of life to track the two. But now I'm sitting there trying to check these directors and make sure they ain't trying to get me rare. Only if I can't fear life for the time. But we get it back and I'm wondering why. What am I doing if we get it? Man, I gotta spit it. I'm looking for the people. Now they want to be terrific and it's dope. Out of control. I feel my mind say, now you want me to break it down and I can't relate to these times that you never make it through. Sometimes I'm waiting for the lifetime. Dude, huh, now we got to be the best. And did you know what I'm gonna do when this rest? Me and Trey flows to you. We gotta do what we came to do when we gotta rap because we keeping cool with these funny times and now I can't make the funny rhymes and I'm wondering why. What am I doing? Guess I'm done. Here we go, son. I can trip it back down for the nighttime one. Oh. Uh, at first I thought I was getting a thumbs down. I was like, dang. He's like, boo. <laughs> boo. I'll have to listen to it when you uh, when you stream it out because my volume is like, boo. I don't know what happened. but Yeah, you're it, fine. You went for a long time. So yes. I'm uh, looking forward to listening to it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I went halfway and then I ran out of material. So I just started making up stuff. <laughs> uh but yeah, man, thank you so much for coming, CJ. Make sure everybody uh, that you check out the Kickstarter for uh, Sherlock Holmes. What is it, Trey? Mayor uh, of the Night. Mayor of the Night. There it is. And uh, make sure you check that out tomorrow um, and uh, do all that fun stuff. If you're looking for a new website, make sure you go to nomadweb.design and hook them up with a new website. We love that. And uh, if you're uh, just having a great day, make sure that you enjoy these things. Come back and listen to all our other episodes. Uh, next week, we'll have a great guest. Um, if you want to be that guest, please hit me up because I'm looking for somebody. And <laughs> uh, go to uh, flowsforyou.com and send us a message or send us an email at flowsforyoupod at gmail.com and we will gladly respond to you um trey is there anything i'm forgetting no that's pretty much it we just want you guys to be on our show and we need your questions of the day hit us up all right that is amazing uh trey should we do the close or should we just close that's fine i mean sure all right uh all right just so, one question one, all right two cj questions. you're gonna be trey's therapist you're going to be Trey's therapist, and you just need to make up facts, ask him two random questions, and Trey will answer them. Okay, so I'm the therapist, and he needs to answer two questions. And okay. you get to make up facts about his life. You get to make up facts about his life. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Cue the music, Jason. Oh, sorry. My bad. I'm going. All right. Here. So as the supervillain Moriarty, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> What makes you go into your thought process? Like you're super smart, you're rich. Why become a villain? And why'd you get so obsessed with trying to uh, take down Sherlock Holmes? You know, I see Sherlock Holmes as a parasite that needs to be taken out. And quite frankly, I should be able to do as I please. And if someone's in my way, they need to be eradicated. And that's that's how I would answer that question. Gotcha. You know, I'm glad you're in therapy, my friend, because <laughs> you know, we have a long ways to go on that side of things, I think. <laughs> okay, well, that's a good thing. All right, well, let's just say you got rid of Sherlock Holmes. What would you do with your life? I mean, your your guy's gone. I mean, who do you go after now? Are you just like move to an island? Like would that make you happy? I I feel like I feel like we exist or I exist because he exists. So I feel like this should be an endless cycle. Um and if that day were to come where I remove the blip that is Sherlock Holmes, I honestly wouldn't know what to do with myself. But the secluded island does sound like a good idea. You see, it's, it's the classic uh, Joker, Batman, you know, cycle we have there, my friend. See, you need Sherlock. That's what I've been trying to tell you, Moriarty. You can't kill the guy. You need him. You guys are one. 
It is very true, I, you, and I, I appreciate the therapy TikToks. session. I think you would be very good at TikToks, Moriarty. Uh, you could just do like, uh, I don't know how well that would work. I had a bit and it didn't work. Uh, people could ask me questions and I could answer them. Yes, about murdering people. Yes. Yeah. Imagine uh, that. Last yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have one last question, CJ? Because you're killing it right now. One last question. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, who's your favorite director? <laughs> I would have to say CJ Goodwin, of course. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's a good answer, man. <laughs> You'd be insane not to say that. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, guys, for having time with us. Thank you, CJ, for being here. Thank you, Trey, for showing up. Uh, that's great of you. Uh, and uh, I hope you all have an amazing, awesome night. Uh, and I'm going to press the button, I promise. No, you're not. Oh, wait. Because flows for you, flows for you. It's what we do now. It's what we do. Too bad the word is this, but it's okay. Oh, this is what we do now. This is what we Thank do. Thank you, Jason. You're welcome. Bye. See you guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. I'm trying to press the button right here. Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing, keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows to you, flows to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows to you, flows to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows to you, flows to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows to you, flows to you.